Good morning, I'm Tom Robinson. This is Precision Talk. It's brought to you by HTS Ag, and we're joined by Cody Vanderholm, Precision Ag Advisor for HTS Ag. And Cody, thank you uh, for joining us. Uh, the number at HTS Ag is 800-741-3305. Good morning, Cody. Good morning, Tom. We're going to talk a little bit about downforce because we're having um, one of those winters where we're not getting that hard freeze, and we're going to talk about the advantages of shear force, and we'll talk about that here a little bit later on. First, I want to go back over, uh, we talk about drones. I know there's some new regs out there or coming up here um, down the road, and if you can, give us a little overview about what we're looking at here. Yeah, so I know that you and Zach talked last week a little bit about it, and you know, there, when everybody sees that, you know, new rules and new regulations come out and they think, man, sure glad I don't own a drone or, you know, maybe maybe it's too expensive to get into or that's too much work to go through. When realistically is once you start understanding stuff, it becomes pretty simple going through that. Now, when, when new rules and regulations come out, it may sound worse than it actually is. So from this benefit, you know, remote ID, for example, that Zach and you talked about, that's actually going to be helpful, not only to, like Zach talked to law enforcement, but just to other pilots. So if you're out flying and your neighbor's got a drone, he might be out flying, but you guys didn't talk to each other to find out you're both flying the same day in the same area, where with remote ID, you're going to be able to see that. And the benefits of that are is you probably maybe not be able to hear the other drone. You know, maybe you're upwind and he's downwind. And, uh, you know, they're kind of hard to spot if you start getting out a little ways from right above your head. So it's going to be beneficial, not just law enforcement, public safety, but just for consumers in general to be able to see what else is out there. And, you know, there's several times that we have flown in challenging terrain and terrain time when crop dusters are out flying it would be really nice to know and be able to see that of what else is going on out there and that is one thing that remote id can help with being able to see what else is out there so coming back full circle on that it sounds like it's a lot and there will be some changes that are required to be able to do that but in the long run it's going to be a good thing to be able to see what else is out there and be able to help locate and go forth from there so I guess I'm kind of excited about it. With that being said, just the remote ID portion, Tom, there's 470 or so pages in that rule. Mm. So it's a lot to sift through. But like I said, as we get through it, it'll get a lot easier going through it. But it doesn't mean that it deter you from flying or buying a drone today. Just some more hurdles type of thing that uh, you might want to look at. And when we get to full getting the rule into effect, like Zach talked, there is a grace period of what is going to be required for manufacturers to comply with that. How many drones are actually in the sky? So actually the FAA reports that there's currently over 1.7 million drones registered and there's 203,000 certified remote pilot. That's just saying that's the ones that are registered. So all those that are required to be registered should be registered. But as we know, there are some that are not if you look at it from a standpoint of they probably have more drones in the air than there are regular aircraft and uh, helicopters in the air. From those back to that remote ID safety standpoint of being able to see what else is in the air is going to be kind of crucial. So I'm kind of excited about it and see where things go. It's going to be standard remote ID that basically broadcasts and identifies location of the drone and the control station. As we get more deep dive into that, we'll have some more details for you, Tom. Very good, Cody. Thank you for that. And hey, let's uh, turn our attention to the weather. Um, we're not getting the 
hard freeze. Uh, we're, in, we're in a freeze uh, thaw type mode. One of those winters that we've certainly been through before. And so freeze is kind of Mother Nature's way to take care of some of the compaction and loosen up that soil. It may not be the case this year. So how important of a product is Sure Force? As we look at what the ground conditions are doing and, and going through some of that, every part of the state is going to be a little bit different in the type of soil and stuff. But as we look through of what's the right condition, are we leaving a footprint in the field? Did we rush things? Inconsistent planter performance, planting outside the optimum window. All those things have a effect on the planting. And one of the things that's really big for a lot of guys in our area, and especially guys that do a lot of conventional no-till, the downforce. I've seen it firsthand that on multiple occasions where the downforce has made a difference on whether or not they have a crop still standing up or not. It translates into yield advantages of getting and maintaining the right depth. As you know, Tom, planters are kind of one of my favorite pieces of the puzzle because you get one chance to put that in the ground right and depth's off, if the spacing's off, if long list of different things going through that. But it makes the biggest difference throughout the year how things are doing of maintaining a, a solid depth. So one thing that with Ag Leader, with SureForce, it's taking 200 readings per second to make sure that that depth is accurate. And it's pretty incredible to see it work. It kind of leaves you wondering of when you watch it is you see the planter go by. And I remember last spring watching Adam's planter going down. And, and of course, we were running sure speed on Adam's planter. And the planter goes by and you're sitting there like, well, it went by so fast, you know, I'm trying to watch it, and it just keeps on going, and uh, I'm not going to run alongside it, but then you get to looking at the data, and it was pretty incredible what it was doing. So really looking forward to uh, another year with SureForce and SureSpeed coming up that we get through this, this season type of thing and, and get ready for that. We don't know what spring is going to look like. If we have another year of, you know, it's pretty wet in the spring when guys want to do some spring and hydras, we're looking at possibly leaving some tracks out there that, you know, aren't going to get worked before they go out and plant. So we need to be making sure that we're getting the, the planter units in the ground and make sure we're getting the right depth going over those anhydrous tracks. Cody, thank you so much. How can folks get hold of you? You can give us a call at 800-741-3305. You can find us on the web at htsag.com. And you can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Tom. You do the same. Cody Vanderholm with us this morning on Precision Talk. We'll talk to Cody uh, coming up here in a few weeks right here on KSOM.